Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Alright, so Brian, welcome to the first, I think I'm going to call these, I, I, I like it because the first episode I had you on with Coming to America, I think on that we figured out the title for Gut Instincts, mm-hmm. and so uh, we were sitting here, you're about to come on, I'm like, oh, I'd love to have a little title for this, and we, you know, short order sessions, I'm going to call it, because I was uh, kind of once a short order cook at the deli that I've mentioned several times that I, that I worked at. So What exactly is a short order cook? Shorter cook, just like someone that's really working the grill, just the stuff that, you know, like, definitely like diner kind of cook. Gotcha, gotcha. That's, that's a short order cook. I definitely uh, heard it. It will make sense. Yeah. So, welcome to the uh, short order sessions where I just want to, kind of like we do on PS, I Still Love Hoffman, where we're, ch- since that's just a, a monthly podcast, but then we were like, oh, let's do these mid-monthly check-ins. That was an idea of yours, and I, and I really liked them, so... I'm I'm trying this out. I do not you know this episode or uh, this week I should say there's no uh, video, but here's a short order session, and this is where we're just going to talk food and movies. The movies don't have to be food related scenes or anything like that, but those are just you know since they're two things that really interest me, I want to talk with my friends and other people I've met so far and see if they've ate anything good or watched anything good. Mm. So what's uh I, I I we just we'll just dive into it. I've seen you posting about this. This drink, this, what, what is it called? Oh, yerba mate. Yerba mate. I joke around like I live the yerba mate lifestyle. Because <laughs> I think it just sounds funny, but yeah, I'm really into yerba mate these days. Okay, and what is yerba mate? So yerba mate is something that in South America, like even in the Andes, that they drink in lieu of coffee a lot. Oh. It's a special tea. And the tea gives you like an energy boost, you know, akin to coffee. Yeah. Now, I'm going to show you a picture now. I don't know if you'll post on social media or whatever. Sure. Like, the yerba mate is served in these interesting, like, these interesting spoons with these interesting, like, glasses. Oh. I, you know, I was just I was saying recently, I love things that serve specific purposes. Like, I like especially when it comes to, like, dishware and drink, you yeah, know, Yeah, this like is items. like a, a yerba mate oh. in the Andes. I don't drink it yeah, like that. Yeah, text me that and I'll post or, it for this. Yeah. It could be... It might not be in the Andes because I know it's from the rainforest, so it's in South America. It's okay. a South American thing. I first got in contact with it. Um, my father owned supermarkets, and he owned one in uh, Newark, and it was, there was a big South American community there, and we used yeah. to sell it, and we used to sell the cups, and they, this is like a spoon thing. It's not a spoon. It's a straw, but, a, but it's like yeah. a, it has like holes at the bottom, like ah. so it looks like almost like a spoon that like well, you're not getting the tea leaves, but you're drinking the tea. Cool. And... Um, one of my a guy you know because you randomly like this movie or you're familiar with I should say, but the former WWE superstar Adam Copeland, aka Edge, Ugh. he's an actor on Vikings, but you liked him in this film. What's it called? Oh, B- bending the rules or something yeah, like that. Yeah, with, <laughs> with Jamie um, Kennedy, a Jamie very Kennedy, much yeah. a C level movie kind of, but. I haven't even really seen it. It was on. It's been on TV a couple of times, but it's just, it's it a WWE place, produced. It picture. takes place in New Orleans, and the Edge is wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I'm sold. <laughs> so, uh, but he has a podcast um, with his former tag team partner Christian, oh, and it's yeah, a great yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's yeah, one of my favorite like yeah. wrestling podcasts, and yeah. it's super funny. But he always talks about 
you know, drinking yerba mate. He doesn't like really get into it, but he, you know, he's like, oh, I got my yerba mate. I'm ready to go. Do they make a yerba mate latte? I don't think so. Though, <laughs> but, uh, so he lives in Asheville. Ah, we're, hey. And well, we'll, well the yeah. first time I went to Asheville, yeah. Asheville's very. If you guys haven't been, a lot of breweries, but it's very. Uh, they have a ridiculous amount of breweries. Yes, and it's very like. Portland-esque, or how can I... It's like, it's like a hipster city. Yeah. I, I laugh, because when I went there, it's very, like, it's in the Appalachian Mountains. Beautiful scenery. Yeah. And they have accents there. It's not very touristy yet, but but, yeah, but they're, they're very liberal. They're like hippies. <laughs> so, yeah, the cliche of hearing the southern accent and being conservative yeah. is broken. It was so weird, because we yeah. were out, and it was like, man, fuck Trump. Yeah. I, I hate that guy. I can't believe what his name. And I'm probably like doing a disservice to the accent. Bernie right now. was screwed over. <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're super liberal. They're super hippies, and it, it's just a great place. I suggest visiting it. But anyway, we went to this um cafe, mm-hmm. and I'm not a coffee drinker. It's I don't hate it, but it's not part of my regular routine like most people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm yeah. at this coffee shop, and I see they have yerba mate, and I'm like, wouldn't it be great if I got this here? Because like Edge lives here, and he drinks it, whatever, like a fleeting <laughs> thing. And I got it there, and it was so... And then the, and then the barista was the edge. Yes, <laughs> I wish. No, it was really, really good, and I kind of forgot about it for a little bit. Then, you know, because of podcasting, I had to pull, like, an all-nighter, because, you know, yeah. we, have, we have deadlines to deadlines, meet for you guys. Deadlines, yeah. And I was at, like, a Dwayne Reed or something, and I'm like, oh, you know, I never had, like, the yerba mate in a can. I got it, and that day, because I don't drink coffee, I felt mm, like... Yeah. But I, I felt like heavy anxiety oh i thought it was, i'm like oh my god i shouldn't drink this but i kind of like the taste you know <laughs> and of course i went so, back my yeah. body's more used to it now so okay. i drink i yeah. drink um so it now, in the morning yeah. every day i don't make the own t- tea i just buy the cold ones it's so, in the summer yeah. anyway you so know? Now i have a full-on addiction guyaki <laughs> is the best brand and they're actually oh. yeah you'll see them at whole foods but also in bodegas and they're actually like 100 percent sustainable supposedly like they're from the rainforest of the thing paraguay Oh. But they give like all the money back to the people there. Wow, it's, it's a really great company. It uh, is, yeah, Shadow that's awesome. Kuyaki. So I've been posting like uh, yerba mate lifestyle. But the one thing I did not realize about it, and I was very confused, and this is very food related as well. I was like, for a couple of days, I'm like, oh man, I feel so fat. I need to go on a diet. Like, I just feel full all the time. What does it have like a? And it's a natural appetite suppressant, and I didn't realize that. And you know oh. me, Kyle. I'm a snacker. Yes. If there's snacks, I'm eating it. Especially in this season, the barbecue season, where people put out plates of cheese doodles for no reason. You know? <laughs> so it's really actually like helped jumpstart a diet for me because I'm snacking less in a natural way. It's not like a, a pill or anything. It's just it makes you feel full. Sure. Yeah. Which is it's great. So you know, I've been like getting in shape. I've been running, and I feel like this year mate lifestyle has really like kickstarted things. I like it. Of, I suggest you try it, and there's like all these flavors. Now they have them, even like you can get like sparkling ones. It's like almost like drinking a Red Bull, but it doesn't taste like Red Bull. Okay. Uh, you know, because it's barbecue season, though, it's as you know, I know from your Weight Watchers thing, this is a tough time to start the diet. <laughs> it is. You have to be. You have to be smart about that. Yeah, over Memorial Day weekend, over and then when Fourth of July, like I'll, I'll give myself some liberties as our forefathers did, uh, but you know. Yeah, it's so, tough. It is tough. I was. It reminded me though. I, the other day, I was with some mutual friends of ours, and I remembered a a classic Kyle barbecue story. Um, I don't know if you know where I'm going with this, but we were out in Long Island. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> ah, we were out in Long Island. Friends of ours at the beach house. 
This is to- well, I'll tell the story and then I'll say where I feel what I feel about it. But for some reason, the, these friends, particularly the people who own the house, are yes. not meat eaters. No. But for whatever reason, they bought these very expensive steaks. Did they buy or were they given to them? I believe they bought them. Oh, okay. Or somebody bought them who was there. Yeah. These very expensive steaks. Like, I don't know how much they were, but like... <laughs> very expensive, yeah. And they were, you know, probably pretty drunk. And they were like, oh, can someone cook these? And I, I think it was me. Like, hey, Kyle, why don't you get on the grill and cook these? I also was feeling pretty well myself. <laughs> there were influences around. So, so you said you you said sure, but you were a little reluctant even at that Very point. Very like, reluctant. I'm not sure how to cook these. I'm like, it should be easy. Let's let's look it up. You yeah. know, I think we looked it up. Yeah. And these are charcoal grills, and I think you're a gas man. Yes. We we've discussed this on this show, or maybe it was on a Hoffman that, like, <laughs> I think it was you who quoted a. Uh, King of the Hill. Yeah. We're a propane family, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. <laughs> Bob, <not> Bobby. Huh? <laughs> but it, but isn't it funny though that like you rarely see both that uh, I'm a gas family and a charcoal family. Like yeah. it's usually one or the other. I like the charcoal taste, but it is hard to cook on charcoal. It was yeah, and it was just like I, th- I don't remember the uh, like all the exact things that went into it like if we had just put the charcoal on but there's just a big difference between cooking like those they were like thick i think the cut was i think they were really thick new york strips i don't remember there being yeah they were thick yeah i remember they were thick and i think that they were new york strips maybe probably even like dry aged or something like that (laughs) whatever they were yeah like thick expensive cuts of meat and i put it on there and they just got like so burnt and so like and the inside was purple like it just wasn't like that's why i like cooking like yeah, something yeah yeah thick. no but you left them in be and like for not all that much time we, no we, we looked at if it said 10 minutes we're like let's check in five i probably shouldn't have closed the lid yeah i, I guess that's what happened you closed the lid you brought them out and they were just like black on the outside yeah like with with char on them and you brought them inside i'm like let's try to dissect these and the my favorite part was and honestly the inside was really good i'm not kidding no then we recooked it a little yeah but on a pan and stuff yeah well that's the whole thing like as now like i've cooked it a bunch of times i always cook it in a cast iron because you get to put it on high and you sear it and then you know and and then from there then you can lower the flame and let it cook a little this bit probably one of those burnt things on appearance as i've ever seen but the, yeah. like you said the inside was almost not cooked at all yeah uh, but my favorite part was everyone coming up to you like oh they look great guys yeah, again our hosts are, are very nice people <laughs> and they're just be and i'm just like don't pander. Like, oh, like, oh, no, you can salvage that. And, like, yeah, totally salvageable. Like, people would yeah. pass through. Don't you hate, like, the pandering like that? And uh, the whole time I'm just laughing. Like, yeah, it was, yeah, one of your probably top five days ever. Glory moments. Uh, I, I love seeing, like, your embarrassment. Struggle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, it was not your fault. Who buys these expensive things? Like, hey, someone else do it, you know? And I volunteered you. I did. Yeah, and we were all again like it was the Fourth of July weekend, and we we're all feeling very good. <laughs> so yeah, not not one of my yeah, and the the pandering was the worst part. <laughs> and you were like, like come on, I'm like, like no, were, look at were, it. You weren't even like yeah, thank you. You were just like no. Yeah, I was more insulted by that than even like how it turned out via my cooking. Other recent um, 
<laughs> By the way, I know you guys can't see, but Kyle's hand is on his face right now. I'm just, yeah, it's like, you know, when you're smushing your face, <laughs> rubbing around your eye and your forehead and your temple. Ugh, it's we, just, yeah. We have a barbecue actually coming up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll go the same day. Maybe we will, but uh, the Cage Club co-founder, Joey Lewandowski, yeah. is having a shindig. Now, Joey, this will be after the party, so I don't know what happened, but... No, this is before. Is it before? Yeah. Okay, okay, so, Joey, don't change your plans yet. If you do listen to Kyle's show or not, we don't know. <laughs> but uh, Joey Lundowski, obviously, of all the Cage Club shows, but of Too Fast, Too Forever. It's nice to see all the Cage Club people at this barbecue. Mm-hmm. But it, it trips me, because he does a two-day affair. And I don't never know what day Selfish. <laughs> Selfish. You're on notice. <laughs> Last year I went to both because you were going to one and Manzi was going to the other. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I became the hit of that party, apparently. Yeah. Like, it's still talked about to you're, this day. Yeah, you're a party pleaser. I don't know. I don't know about that. Like, that's certainly not my reputation with some people. Well, but with it, that group of people you were. But at that party, it was crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, Joey, I think he was dating someone at the time, and we really... Hit it off well. Uh, shout out. Um, I think that's where I met uh, Fun Rachel. Oh, no, no, no. We met her at Hoffman. But That's where you met Larson. Larson, yeah. But I was going to say, the famous Rachel, Joe Two's wife. Oh. We got along pretty well there. Obviously, Manzi. But it was a good time. It was a good time. Um, met a lot of Joey's friends. Yeah, it's, just, it's, in the, in the, it's in the style of the... Toretto family barbecue. And that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's very La Familia, like the Familia from that. And I don't know, do you have those scenes written down as foodie scenes? Because Fast and Furious, especially that original one, yeah, that's a big foodie scene. I'll have to end the one when they eventually get back to the house. Yes, also a big foodie scene. I would almost do those both at the same time. Yeah, that'd be fun. Well, you know, you I know, like no one touches. I haven't had Joey on Grace. since like episode two, so I think maybe it's... you haven't. Wow, uh-huh. you haven't paid your dues. <laughs> you have yeah. bowed down to the king. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Um, yeah, another well, another little food thing. Uh, let's just quick say it. we want to because you you haven't heard from them right. The, the um, Blue Point. The oh my God! You're on notice moment right now. I yeah, think. Blue Point. So both both me, Kyle Reinfried, and Brian Rodriguez, and here. more you. You're the food celebrity. Me, I'm just just. You know, yeah, we're trying a via Twitter, via Instagram, now on the podcast. So you're gonna be you're on Spotify and Google Play and iTunes. We are trying to reach out to you, and we want to find out where to get this plat- platanos beer. Uh, yeah, so in my neighborhood, I live in Inwood, which is yeah. Upper Manhattan. A lot of Dominicans in my neighborhood. I'm Dominican myself, um, but I'm also American. Yeah. you know, born and raised here. I, I love this country, and I love yeah. craft beer. And I saw a billboard. Well, you saw it too, right? Or no? You were there with me that day. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That Blue Point, one of the great Long Island breweries, apparently collaborated with Presidente, which is the D- national Dominican beer, yeah. to make a Platano brewed beer. Hashtag Platano power. Yeah, hashtag Platano power. And Platano, if you're not familiar with, is a Latin American. It looks like a banana, but it's yeah, it more looks of like, a vegetable. Yeah, if you've seen the movie Chef, they make, you know. Oh, true, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And if you're not familiar, with it's plantains in English, I should say. Yes. You know? uh, and I love plantains, sweet or the regular kind. I love both. But uh, we tried to track down this beer. We can't find it anywhere. I think it's at the brewery. But both you and I tagged on Instagram, like, "Hey." But they have the the poster was a bottle. The bottle. So is that the brewery? I'm you're... guessing that like they want local restaurants to buy it or something. But 
guys, if we like say, hey, where can we get this? And you're a company. Yeah. I, we're not going to try and Kim Kardashian you guys here. We're not going to bury you. We just want to buy your product. Yeah. That's... Like, just answer us. Even if you have to DM us, we want to buy your thing. Yeah. So, Blue Point, you're on notice. I know that this is your show, but. Well, that, that was your on notice came from PSLF <laughs> Hoffman, so the, a joint venture. So um, good memory on that. We've had a lot of foodie news. Yeah, and yeah, it's, uh, that's I, I, that's a beer. I that sounds absolutely refreshing to have in the summertime. Speaking of so, beer, and I know I'm getting all this food stuff off my chest on your show. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mets have this great thing now that it's forty dollars a month, and you can go to any game. Great. Uh, you went with me one game. Yeah. By the way, I went to an awesome brewery festival at City Field. You were supposed to go as well, but you but had to go to Austin, a, another great food Austin, city, so whatever. Massachusetts. Work. Yeah. <laughs> but I've been trying all the food. City Field is known for its great food. And they the McKell- freaking brewery there. McKellar yeah. Breweries, they're one of the greatest breweries in the world. And you said you went to the original one in, in, in Denmark. In Copenhagen, right? or uh, right yeah. outside, maybe it was technically outside was of Copenhagen. Was it cool? It was, yeah. I should have back then, if I had the foresight, I would have taking a video and just made a little vlog that I, could, yeah. that, I could, that I could show you guys. I guess I'll just have to go back to Copenhagen. <laughs> it's definitely uh, on my list of food pilgrimages to do to hit Great up food McKellar. city, Copenhagen. Oh, I've Great heard, I've heard. food city. Um, but, you know, there's a McKellar in City Field, which is amazing. The beer there is so, so good. The food's good. I had that um, Emmy Square burger that's at the ballpark oh. for a ballpark burger. So good. It's got that Lafrida meat. Yeah, and your boy Pat Lafrida pretty much owns City Field because every single like stand has his name my on God, it. That's my. I mean, Joey, you're the godfather of the network. Pat Lafrida is my godfather of the food verse. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to go back and maybe you shoot something more there. I don't know if you. I think you took some pictures or. or yeah, we took. Well, it took a little. I, I think I took a little. Uh, video actually of us enjoying Pat's uh, steak sandwich. So I, mean, I don't know if I ever post that. We'll definitely post that as well. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, let's let let's just. I mean, you know, I like talking. Like I said, you know, we'll be talking some food and movies on these short order sessions. So any you host, I mean, you host a podcast, High School Slumber Party. I hope you guys have been checking out. You should know about it already. But any uh, any cool movies you've seen for that recently? Actually, this weekend I just saw a Booksmart. Oh, that's the one. It's it's. I mean, obviously a high school movie since it's for the podcast. Yes. But it's uh, got it, the Jonah Hill's sister, right? It's like almost being called like the female superbad. I way. just realized she was Jonah Hill's sister oh, this morning. I yeah. had actually seen her in other things because they don't have the same last name. Yeah, she goes by Beanie something. I'll real it now. It's a Jewish last name. <laughs> Beanie Feldstein. Yeah. And so I'm watching it and I'm like, Wow, I know they're trying to go for this like lady super bad thing, and I'm using quotation marks saying lady super bad thing. I'm like, she has so many mannerisms like Jonah Hill. Like, <laughs> like did she copy him? So once I found that, out, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it's unknown. But it was really, really great. Yeah, um, directed Olivia, by Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde. I really enjoyed it. It's a great film for the genre. If I had to have any criticism, and you could hear more of this when I do it on High School Slumber Party, but the only criticism is I don't know if it's a film for teenagers. I think it oh, is, almost. but it definitely, like, it communicates more to, like, millennials, and I don't think teenagers are millennials right now. Interesting. Like, so, I mean, so, but is it more, for, okay, so is it for millennials, or is it for, like, the hindsight of someone around, like, millennial age to have about that time? Like, Olivia Wilde isn't, like, I don't it, think incredible, like, that much older than no, us, No, right? but like, we're technically, I don't think the high schoolers now are millennials. No, they're not, no. no yeah, millennials think, ended in, like, 95 or something. Something like that, yeah. right? 
it feels very much like yes, but doesn't take place back in time. It's like almost imposing. I don't want to say imposing. That sounds like wrong almost. Like, but it puts the values of today with kids, and maybe they're experiencing that. Maybe they're not. But a lot of the dialogue felt a little bit more adulty. I'm not complaining because I am an adult and I liked it. Yes. But it didn't remind me of something that was like a kids movie. And this is not a criticism. I, I mean, I didn't watch Superbad and then went like, oh, that's just like my high school experience. No, so. no. But I mean, I think Superbad is similar in that way. Yeah. There are certain movies I'm realizing from doing my podcast, High School Slumber Party, that are more geared to high schoolers. There's yes. some high school movies that are more geared to middle schoolers. Who Probably the ones that are coming out on Netflix are more geared to... Yeah, right? and there are some that are more <laughs> geared to adults. I think the people who are going to enjoy Booksmart the most are people our age, yeah. if that makes sense. And I don't, I don't know if high schoolers will enjoy it or not. Maybe they will, maybe they won't, but it didn't feel like that. But it does a great thing of like... It's, it's very much the movie of 2019, like, like, it feels very 2019. In feel, 10 years, yeah. it's going to be like, oh, that's so 2019. Well, I feel like almost, and it's another high school movie, like Lady Bird. In the sense of the buzz it's getting, I, a when strong we were, when female. When we were talking about this off air, I mentioned Juno. Yeah. There seems to be a continued evolution in, like, women's driven high school films. Okay. And I think, and I, I said you like, Juno was dated? Because I'm like, Juno's a little dated now. And it is. But not in a way where it's like, like it seems like, ooh, this is weird. Not in an appropriate dated, dated way. Yeah. It's just like, huh. Like, J- Juno was so groundbreaking. Name me another, like, female-driven high school film before that. Like, not like a Sixteen Candles kind of thing. More yeah. like a, I can't describe it, because Sixteen Candles is still, like, written by a man. Like, yeah. you know, like, uh, Juno was very groundbreaking for its time. Sure. Oh, of course. Yeah. And then you had Lady Bird. Uh, Edge of Seventeen didn't get the play that it should have, but it, it is a really great movie. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. And it, it, this is like along the lines, and this is like the next evolution because it was really funny, but it got serious at certain times. Yeah. Really like LGBT positive. Oh. Really, um, you know, like, like I said, I can't describe it except that it's very. Well, you're gonna get into it on the. Episode, your episode highlight. Yeah, I'm uh, just seeing. Uh, uh, there were food scenes, and I'm going to mention oh. a, a lot of food scenes actually. Uh-huh. For instance, not a spoiler alert, but the movie essentially ends with the line, I believe it's "Let's go get pancakes." Nice. So, so that's cool. That's great. Um, two other food scenes I remembered. I didn't even think I was going to come on this podcast to talk about this, but I'm like, ah, I should tell Kyle about these food scenes. They stumble on, and this is something I know you'll like about this movie. Yeah, it's very much like Superbad. It's a lot like Superbad, but it's like Superbad <laughs> where it's not a road trip, but it's like a journey. A film journey, yeah. That they keep winding up in the places that they're not supposed to be to try to get to this one thing, gotcha. you know. Yeah. And one of the places they end up is a classmates' murder mystery dinner, <laughs> which hilarious. Yeah. Okay, hilarious. Um, that's obviously a food scene. Yeah. Have you ever been to a murder mystery dinner? I have not. I feel like it's something we need to do. It's something you need to do for this podcast. What am I saying? That's true. That's like that would be an awesome experience to share. I'm not booking for you, I'm just saying. <laughs> and food for thought, another segment. Yes. Uh. <laughs> another big food scene is so there's a lot of like cameos. Yeah. And one of our guys now Jason Sudeikis is in the film as the principal and that's and a cameo. Mar- definitely has a child, if not married to Olivia Wilde. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That makes sense now. But uh Will what's his name? Will Forte. Yeah. Plays one of the girls' dad. McGruber. And the mom is played by uh, Lisa Kudrow. Oh, I saw that in the trailer, yeah. And 
they want to go to a party, but the parents prepared for them graduation themed food that are like puns, you know, <laughs> and like I forgot like. I forgot the puns. I didn't write them down. That's just a great set of parents. Yeah, but it's like yeah. the meatballs have like a name, like you you graduated gravy, like things like that, like, and it's like very cutely done. So yeah. and you know they don't end up eating it, but there's a whole spread of like all this food that they That's made. That's funny. So. A couple of good food scenes in there. Um, I just keep seeing amazing like people are tweeting about it nonstop. Uh, supposedly Billy Lord is a phenomenon in it. Like Billy Lord like, is amazing. Yeah, is amazing. Again, the late I, Carrie Fisher's daughter. I can't. This movie I love. I love. I could see why some people wouldn't. It's not going to win over everybody. Mm-hmm. Also, just to be frank, it's very liberal. Progressive. Yeah, progressive is a better word for it. And I'm not criticizing that. I agree with everything that the movie says and stands for. But if you don't believe, like, you know, in feminism or something, well, you're, not, no you're prob- not gonna like. I have this no film. problem in saying in the in the current state of the country that we're living in, where uh, you know, Alabama is getting rid of abortion rights. Uh, maybe we need some of that in our world. So <laughs> oh no, that's fair. Fu- that is perfectly fair. I fine. Agree. But the person <laughs> who's getting rid of abortion rights is probably not going to like this film. They I- should d- then like full on. Uh, Clockwork Orange style, the eyes open, and just like, <laughs> and watch this movie on repeat or something. But, no, but um, I highly, highly recommend it. It's a great film, and you can yeah. hear me talk about it more on High School Slumber Party in probably one or two weeks. Yeah, depending on when this airs. I like it. Um, I let the guests say it, so I'll say it on these ones, guys. Well, first, Brian, thank you for coming on. You're welcome. So other questions for me? Wow, no. No, no. This is this is just a nice little. Nice I feel little, like I gave you a lot of meat. Nice little chat. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, no pun intended. Uh, so I, I have the guests say it on the episode. So I'll just always end it by saying, remember, guys, there's more to come. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my tummy, and I feel like I'm loving you. Love you such a sweet thing, girl.